Welcome to Spiritual Warfare. The enemy had taken a seat at my table and I was allowing myself to listen to a killer. Hello, my name is Teresa. Hello, my name is Kay. And today we will be reading from the book, Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table by Lou Giglio. So we're going to continue on um, from last week's with the verses from Habakkuk, verses 3, 17 through 18. In the last two lines, it indicated huge faith, which was, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. And did you notice the two phrases repeated three times in Habakkuk's prayer, even though I will. Habakkuk basically said, even though there's no harvest, even though crops fail, even though the fields are desolate, and even though the stalls of provision are empty, I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. I have not lost my faith. In fact, my faith is even greater. I am still going to rejoice in the Lord. I'm still going to worship God. I'm not going to be, uh, get sidetracked by attitudes and actions that harm me. When I encounter hard times, my faith inflates. Those two phrases lay out a powerful cause and an effect relationship as an example for us to follow. Even though bad things happen, I will still praise the Lord. Even though bad things happen, I will not let my mind be lost to the enemy. That's the kind of faith I see in Jay and Catherine Wolf. As I wrote this chapter, they received word that new tests were needed to clarify a previously undetected set of neurological challenges. Depending on the results of those tests, they could be facing more challenging headwinds. They asked Shelley and me to pray for them before the scans were performed. When we finished praying, Catherine prayed for us about the storm that Shell and I were navigating. In Catherine's prayer, she quoted Habakkuk 3, 7 through 18. We said our amens, and I told her I was just about to write those exact verses. Two is a confirmation. Two is a confirmation. She said, I love that last verse. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes me, he makes my feet like those of deer. He makes me walk upon the heights. I clung to those words when I was learning to walk again back in 2009, having received less than an optimistic, optimistic diagnosis from doctors. She personalized the passage for her situation. Though I cannot walk and I am confined to a wheelchair, though half my face is paralyzed, I cannot even smile. Though I am extremely impaired, I cannot take care of my baby. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. This is not the faith of a Christian who believes in God only when the sun shines. This is not a faith that wilts under pressure. That faith flourishes even though the pressure is on. This faith says even though bad things are happening, I will praise the Lord. Help my you personalize Habakkuk's prayer, even though I am under intense financial pressure, 
even though my spouse is with another person right now, even though there is a global crisis, even though blank, yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. You know, Kay, a couple lines there are pretty hard to swallow. Financial pressures, that really bothers some people to where they just can't function in life anymore. What about your spouse leaving you for another person? That, after 20, 30, 40 years, you've never lived by yourself. You've been with this person for years and years and years. And now you have to start a life all by yourself. Where am I going to live? Some people, he took care of all the finances. I don't even know how much money I have. She's saying, I I have to go to the bank. I have to start paying bills. I don't know how to do this. I remember running across somebody like that. That's when you reach out and you take somebody and you show them. It's only a couple of hours of your time. You show them how to balance a checkbook or to deposit money or go to the bank. She'd never even gone to the bank. Now, that's total control I couldn't handle. (laughs) Anything. Never be completely dependent on somebody, male or female, doesn't matter. Don't do it. You need to know what's going on. Depending on what generation you've grown up in. That is true. This is what I have seen. Those that have grown up, okay, we're old. We were born in the early 60s, okay? (laughs) That is true. You were in the 50s. If I was 61, you were 60 or 59. I was born 60. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Just so it must year. have been Diana 59 yeah. then. Just one year, folks. Yep, she can't. Gotcha, one gotcha. Year. That's all she gets is one year. But I know that I have encountered women where the man did do all of... Mm-hmm. He was the one that worked. A lot of times they were stay-at-home or maybe did a little part-time something, you know? Mm-hmm. It is devastating if he goes first because they have no clue. They have no clue about anything. What's in the checking account? Do I have a savings account? Did he have a life insurance policy? When they don't share that information with you, yes, whether they pass, whether they leave you for somebody else, I mean, you have to... To learn how to take care of yourself or know how, but like you said, it is generational. Back then, the older people they don't know what to do. Help them. Yes. Just help them get utilities in their name. Help them get to the bank and set up a bank account and get whatever type of income that they have coming in automatically deposited so they're not running or trying to find a way to get to the bank you know to which i think most social security and stuff like that is automatically deposited now i don't think people send checks out anymore i really don't but just be available if you run across somebody who has a devastating life-altering 
I was going in the store the other day, and there was a girl. She didn't look any more than 19 or 20, sitting out front on the sidewalk with two kids crying. And I stopped. I said, can I help you with anything? No. And she just started to cry. I took three steps. I turned around. I said, are you sure? I said, I'll do anything you need me to do. How can I help you? She said, I really appreciate it. She said, but you can't help me. (sighs) My heart was broken because she was crying. And those babies, she had two kids. I bet one was probably 10, 11 months old. The other one was like two. She had her hands full too. And she's just sitting there with all these groceries crying. And I just wished I could have done something for her. People may tell you no, but ask people if they need help. If it's safe. Oh my gosh. If let me let me go back. If you feel safe, because sometimes it's not I don't do a lot of things I used to do. I would stop a car my car and literally if I see somebody struggling or walking, I won't do that anymore. No, I'm done with that. Times have changed. Times have changed. Absolutely. And I would always go sit with the homeless people. I love, I just have a heart for homeless people. And I would try to buy them lunch and talk to them. And now they attack you and stab you and everything. So yeah, my days are gone like that. But I just like do that was my calling, but now just make sure you're in a safe environment. But it just broke my heart. She was helpless. Didn't think I don't think she had a car because she would have been going to the car. I wonder if she was abandoned. I wonder if she was with someone and that person left her. Or the person was really mean to her and he went to get the car and she's just sitting there. I just I didn't want to leave, but she told me twice no. Sometimes all we can do is try. Pray and and pray. 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 Yes. I need to definitely lift this lady up. Um, She's young and I don't know what's going on. So, but yeah, so here we are. We have all of these life changing alterations I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. I know earlier in life, I used to cry and be really upset. I got over it, but I get over it a lot quicker now (laughs) than I did back then. We don't hold on to things because life's too short. And if you learn to just, God, I can't believe this just happened, but I'm going to praise you anyway. That's what I was doing the other day. Crying my heart out, broken hearted. And I thought, okay, I'm not giving the enemy a seat at my table. And I went in my room. I raised my hands and I praised God. And even though I didn't want to, and I told him that too. I said, I am so mad at you. I am so mad at you. And I said, but you tell us to praise you. 
and you'll turn things around. I said, well, that's what I'm doing. I said, but I don't want to. I said, but I want to want to. He knows how I feel. I said, I want to love you with everything that I have, God, but I don't right now. I don't. I just don't. And I'm mad. I said, but I'll praise you. And you just have to be honest with him. And not sin, because believe you me, I just wanted to cuss. I was so mad, Kay, and so hurt. And those things want to come out. I'm human, okay? It's like people think we shouldn't cuss or get mad or get angry. But, yeah, Christians, we do that, too. And as we spoke in a previous one, sometimes it's too easy, or not too easy. Satan wants to take that hook and lure you into losing your temper. Saying the country. And cursing and this and that, yeah. Having a drink, having a drug. Right. Eating a whole quart of ice cream. <laughs> right? You yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. And that's a temporary little fix. God promises us an eternal fix. He does. It's not a temporary fix. Right. As hard as it is, I believe in my heart you're going to see another side to your experience here, my friend. And God takes pleasure when his children come before him and are just raw. Well, okay. When when you're raw, you know? Yeah. And did you feel like afterwards, did you, did you feel like a release? I, I, I felt a release, but I've been going through something for quite a few years. And when you do that, your heart gets numb. It does. I, I mean, I remember when I used to love God and no matter what happened in my life, I just, it didn't, I was one of those people, I'm praising you, hi, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I was that type of person. It, it, it didn't matter what bad happened because I knew he was going to change it. But I am just going through something, and I have for years, so my heart has become very callous as a Christian. And it's really hard when that happens because you don't feel anymore. So anybody who's going through this, I did feel better, and I felt his peace, and I actually felt his spirit. And when you go before God like that, And you really tell him how you feel. Because he knows my heart's for him. And I'm fighting really, really, really hard. I'm fighting really, really hard. Even though I don't want to. He knows that I love him with all my heart. But I'm mad. So I said, just come down. And you show me what you need to show me. You tell me what you need to tell me. Because I'm fixated on one certain thing. And I'm not looking at the full picture. And he is. And he is. He is, yes. Very much so. 
You're allowed to tell him how you feel, okay? People are afraid that they can't really tell God how they feel. He knows how you feel and he knows what you're thinking. And you're going to feel a lot better, you know, if you're mad about a situation. Just say, God, I'm really mad that that happened. Help me to deal with it. Help me to accept it. Show me what I need to see. Show me what I need to do in this situation. And boy, will things turn around. They truly will turn around, Kay. Teresa, I think as we mature through the years in our walk with Christ, um, I myself know that it's taken practice. It's taken having that trigger in my mind to say those kind of things also, Teresa. Father, help my eyes to see. Help my heart to know. Because I don't understand. I don't understand. Why he allows things to happen doesn't make them. That's what people don't understand. Why he allows certain things to happen, we'll never know on this side of earth. We, we just won't. We won't know these things until we get to heaven. But it's how we react on this side of earth. Yes, I agree with that. That I do. Sometimes I think he does show. I believe that. Not, not always, but there are some things that, no, that we will never know. Yes, you're right. I'll, I'll take that back because, yes, um, sometimes we need to know things like now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so he does. Or, yes. Or you may go through a time period. Um, I'm just going to uh, use two ladies that I know in my life where the one friend had lost her husband. He had passed away after 37 years. And she was one of those ladies that knew not much about life, how to take because care, of he took care of it. God has opened the doors wide for her in many manners. But she has shared with me that she has been on her knees. And there's been a lot of hurt. And there's been a lot of tears. And some days she could barely pick herself up. But she just kept trusting and she just kept praising God. My other friend went through a not-so-nice divorce. Wasn't sure where she was going to land at, what her future was going to look like. She pretty much took a few things out of the house, and that was all that she got. He didn't let her have anything else? It was too much of a struggle. To get it? For her, too. But God has provided for her abundantly. She said, I heard him say, let it go, let it go, I'm El Shaddai. Both of these women believed that he was going to provide for them, and he did. But there were days that they couldn't see past the end of their nose. We, as humans, we can't see past the end of our nose. We don't know what God's got in store for us. We don't. And I do believe he desires us to come before him. Go in your bedroom and close your door. Have it out. Okay? Right. Yes. Yes. Pray to him. Father, you know what? I don't get it. I don't understand this. You know I love you. You know I'm your child. You know I want to do the right thing. 
and I need you to help me. I think he will show you. And you know, Kay, he does take care of us. So anybody who is struggling out there, if you've lost and you need help and you need guidance, I'm a testimony of that. God has given to me my whole entire life. I've never worried about anything, have I, Kay? Never. And he's always given me the best. That's not the area I struggle in. And it's just because I had faith and I never worried. I know God's going to take care of that. So why can't I look at a different subject and say, ah, he's going to take care of that. We're just here to tell you, just like God took care of Kay's friends, both situations, and they cried, couldn't pick themselves up. And I think everyone knows that feeling sometime in their life to where you can just barely crawl out of bed and you need his strength to do it. Do not let the Satan keep you down. Don't do it because God has a whole world out there for you. He does. You just have to trust him. Endure. Endure and just... I need to go back to my earlier days when bad things happen. I never got upset. I would be like, okay, so why did this happen? Okay, you can't tell me why it happened. What am I supposed to do? It was kind of like a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that might sound weird, but I that's just the way I was. It was just like, wow, okay. And that's was pretty cool and he he's there to do that for you he wants you to ask and reach out this has been a good subject this evening Teresa. once again we thank you for joining in today and we're sorry if you're going through something that's really hard to accept or comprehend or why did this happen to me i'm your child god why Hang in there. He loves you. He allows things to happen. We don't know the reason why, but if you accept it and ask him where you should go, what you should do, we don't look at it as him allowing something bad to exit our life. And we need to do that more often because he can see down the road if something is going to harm us or take our life. We can't see that. So there's always a reason. Just remember that. So my encouragement to you this week is, even though bad things are happening, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen, Kay. Thank you. I'm so glad you're back. I missed you so much. Thanks for listening in. I'm Teresa. And I'm Kay. It's great to be back. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. God bless.